Are you ready for the word? Praise him. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray it's being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee you that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that I hope is being a blessing to you. It's called walking through your open door. Thanks to God. I got good news. God has opened doors of opportunity for you and me. Doors of opportunity that are open like only he can open them. The book of Revelation tells us how God opens doors. It says, any door God opens, no man can shut. And that any door God shuts, no man can open. Even though God opens doors that no man can shut, the doors he opens can go unentered by us. For whatever reason, we can choose to not walk through the doors that God opens for me and you, and thereby miss out on all the wonderful things that the open door that God opened has in store for me and you. In fact, that's what Satan wants so much for us to do. That is, choose for whatever reason to not walk through the doors that God opens for me and you, and miss out on all that God has in store for me and you. That's why it's so important for us to learn to walk through the doors that God opens for us so we can receive and achieve everything that God has for us. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Walking Through Your Open Door. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. For the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we both pray as well as say, Amen, Amen, Amen. How y'all doing today? So am I. Same Lord, same faith, same results. Blessed be the name of the Lord. If you got your Bible with you, I invite you to turn to Revelation chapter 3. Revelation chapter 3. As well, I share an awesome thing with thee. My God. Revelation chapter 3. We'll pick up reading, of course, with verse 6. It says, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. I hope you're going to hear today. Praise God. Because the Lord's going to speak to you. Yes, he is. He's going to share with you some awesome information and, and, and remember, when you're hearing this information, that God is mighty, that he's omnipotent, that he's glorious, that he knows exactly what he's doing, and he can equip you to be able to do what you need to do to be able to move forward into the things he has in store for you. It says in verse 7, And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write these things, saith he that is holy, he that is true, he that hath the key of David, he that openeth and no man shutteth, and shutteth and no man openeth. I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. For thou hast a little strength, and hast kept my word, and hast not denied my name. God has opened a door for each and every one of us to be able to move forward into the tremendous things that he has in store for us. The things that he ordained before the foundations of the earth. Things that he had planned for us and set up for us and already established for us and already set up a, a way for you to be able to make it through. That's why he's opened an a door for you to be able to move forward into the awesome things that he has in store for us. He said, he that is holy is saying that the one that's separated and different, the ones that's not like everybody else, the one that has you in their mind all the time, who has a desire for you to be able to move forward into the awesome things that God has in store for you all the time. Many of us many times can want that for somebody for one moment or two, but God wants it all the time. And so all the information that he shares with you is going to enter into that next part. And that is true. God is going to tell you the truth because God is truth. 
And so since he's going to tell you the truth, then that means it is no lie, which means that you need to operate according to what it is that he's sharing with you. Because when God says for you, I've got an open door for you, then he's got an open door for you. If God says that that open door is to the left, it's to the left. If he says it's to the right, it's to the right. If he says that you'll get there in the daytime or at night, then you better believe that what he said is true. And all you need to do is order yourself accordingly and you'll be able to do what he told you to do. Remember, this is a spiritual door with natural manifestations. This is a spiritual door with natural manifestations, which means don't look for a natural door to demonstrate your spiritual manifestation. Don't look for a natural door to to demonstrate your spiritual manifestation. Know that everything in the natural begins in the spirit because God, who is a spirit, called the natural into existence. He's the one said light be and light was and light still is. He's the one that called the firmament and separated it from the waters. He's the one that uh, caused the grass to grow and it's still growing even today in Jesus name. He's the one that did all of that. But it's the spiritual that caused the natural into existence. I thank God that we are a spirit created in the image and likeness of God. We are a spirit living on the inside of you is you. It's a spirit. We just occupy this body. And bless God. And we who are born again, our spirit is just like God's. It's been fused together with God, which means all the greatness that God has, we have. All the glory that God walks in, we have the ability to be able to walk in because we are his representatives on earth. So anything God, the spirit tells us we can do, we can do. Because he said, I made you just like me and you're just, and, 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 and I'm just like you. Of course, we're a little lower than him. But at the exact same time, when you consider that he's mighty, omnipotent, glorious, magnificent and all this other kind of stuff. We could be a little bit lower than that. That means we still going to get over like Red Rover. That means we still powerful. That means that we can still do awesome things and that there's nothing that he can put before us that we can't do. There's nothing that he can place before us that we can't handle. There's nothing that we can't put that he can't put before us that we can easily move forward into without any difficulty as long as we don't let the flesh get in the way. As long as we don't let our mind say what it wants to say. But if we lock in with the spirit who is God, who's true, who's holy, who has the key for you to be able to move forward into the things he has in store for you, then bless God, you can move forward into the things that God has in store for you. Let the church say amen. 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 Some people, I can feel it in the spirit. Some people say, I think I'm being set up. Yes, you are for greatness. Yes, you are. You're being set up for greatness. You're being set up for awesomeness. You're being set up for absolute manifestation of everything that it is that the Lord has said for you. You're being set up to be able to step into the tremendous life that God has in store for you and say, I've got the ability to walk through that door. Oh, yes, you do. You got the ability to walk through that door. We started last time, well, time before last, well, you know, of course, we had the, uh, the, 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 the holiday season, praise God, and that, you know, we stopped to be able to talk about that. But, but prior to that, the Sunday before that, we had talked about there's an open door for family and friends. There's an open door for family and friends. Amen. We had said that there's an open door for restoration of families and friends. Open door of restoration for relationships and families and friends. The Lord had already told us that dysfunctional families are going to become functional. Broken families are going to get fixed. Scattered families are going to be brought back together and unified. Strong families are going to get stronger and good families about to get gooder. Why? Because God has opened a door for us to be able to move forward into the awesome things that God has in store for us. There's an open door for restoration of friendships. We learned also in relationships and friendship that dysfunctional friendships are going to become functional or come to an end. Broken friendships are going to get fixed. Scattered friendships are going to be unified. Strong friendships are going to get stronger and good friendships are going to get gooder. Praise God. Because God loves family and friends. God is getting weak. God loves family and friends. 
God created family and friendship. We learned about that the other time. If you wasn't here, make sure you get that CD and that tape so you can see the awesome benefit of these families and friends that God has in store for you and he has set up for you. God is our family and God is also our friend. But God gives family and he also gives friends. Don't just say, well, I don't need nobody else but God. No, that's usually a selfish person talking and a person that doesn't understand the fullness of what God has opened up for them. True enough, you don't need anybody else in terms of getting through, but God still has greater things in store for you. He has to add, he wants to add to you families and friends right here on this earth that'll be able to assist you and allow you to be able to enjoy the fullness of the life that he intends for you to live. And that's going to occur because many people in this room are dealing with broken families. Many people in this room are dealing with broken friendships. Many of the people in this room are dealing with dysfunctional families and dysfunctional friendships. Whereas uh, people that are supposed to be loving one another are not loving one another. That are hurting one another. Disappointing one another. Come on up in here. You know, jamming one another, jacking one another, ripping off one another, and everything else that we can sit up and add, add to the list if we had time. But yet God's about to put this thing back together again. The way that it's supposed to be put back together again. Oh, yes, he is. Praise God. Satan's job is to get us on a ditch on one side or the other. He already learned over in Matthew 12. We talked about how uh, the Lord has said that a house divided against itself shall, shall uh, not stand, but it shall surely fall. Well, Satan has been attempting to divide houses from that point forward and has been doing in many houses a very good job. He can get a thought up inside of one person's mind to get them to start operating according to that. And because of that, uh, people get hurt. People get disappointed. Things happen that should not happen. And as a result of that, grudges begin to form. Difficulties begin to start forming between one another. We quit looking at them as wonderfully as we once looked at them and start looking at them based upon the problem that they caused, the problem that they uh, uh, initiated or the thing that went down and the thing that went on about how you hurt me and I'll never be able to see you the same way, how you jam me and I'll never be able to deal with you the same way. And Satan say, mission accomplished. Why? Because he knows one put a thousand to fight, two put ten thousand to fight. Are you listening to me? He knows that there's an exponentiation of power when people remain together in unity. So he's going to do everything he can to break up the unity and be able to bust up that thing. Why? So that the blessings of God at that level would never be uh, able to manifest in our lives. In fact, for many of us, we'll never be able to step into the fullness of what God has in store for us unless he opens a door for the restoration of family and friendships. But I thank God that he's opened a door for a restoration of family and, and friendship because God wants to get us back on track. So he wants us locked in the way we're supposed to be locked in, stepping into the things that God has in store for us and be able to step into the tremendous things that he has in store for us. Anybody want to step into those things? Amen. Amen. And the rest of y'all, I'm just glad you're up in here because this is going to sink in and you're going to want to before the time is over. Restoration of family and friendship requires forbearance and forgiveness. Restoration of family and friendships requires forbearance and friendships. He's mighty, omnipotent, glorious, and he can help you with your forbearance and he can help you with your friendship, with your forgiveness. Because it's going to take God to help us with our forbearance. And it's going to take God to help us with our forgiveness. Let the truth be told. Because see, outside of the ability of God, we ain't forbearing. We ain't going to keep putting up with stuff. We ain't going to keep dealing with stuff. We got numbers in our head that anything past that, the relationship is dead. I don't know whether we're going to be like baseball and count one, two, three. Are you listening to me? I don't know whether we're going to go innings and go one, two, three, four. Or I don't know whether we're going to be like uh, some folk and just say one time was all it took. First time I was a fool. Uh, first time I was f- uh, a fool. 
Second time, I was a fool. And some of us shut folk down right after that and be like, that's the end of that. That's, that's it. And I ain't forbearing another with another thing. In case you, you know, you can't work with that word for bear. That's a $50 word for putting up with. Come on up here. Putting up with stuff. Amen. Because Satan can get in one person's mind in order to be able to cause stuff to happen. To get them to operate according to something other than what the word of God says and thereby cause dysfunctional things to begin to occur, which will then affect us so that Satan can now have avenue into our head. Satan causes things to happen with one person so that he can have access to your head. So he can have access to your heart. Come on now, work with me on the very first, the very first uh, time that you saw Satan in operation was in Genesis uh, uh, chapters two and three Well, chapters three. When you saw Satan in operation, when he uh, came against the male and the female Adam, people that were unified in doing what it is that God had them to do. But he caused one person to do something. He got in one person's head. That was the female Adam. And had her do something that should not have been done so that she so that by way of getting into her head and, and causing actions to occur to her, he could then get into the male Adam's head and cause him to be able to do actions, too. But notice he had a choice as to what he did. She had a choice also, but once she made her choice and did the wrong thing, he did not have to turn around and take that fruit after that. He could have rejected it. He could have refused it. He could have remained in unity with God and therein the power of God would have remained on him and he would have still been the strong, powerful man walking around that he was before rather than becoming that sickly, weak person as a result of him responding to her rather than responding to God. Situations and circumstances exist in order to cause you to respond to the circumstances and situation and the author thereof rather than to respond to God who is full, who's filled with love. Circumstances and situations are set up by Satan to get you to respond to his actions rather than God's love. And we step out of God's love and begin to respond to Satan's action. The moment we respond to Satan's action, God is no longer our Lord. But Satan is now your Lord because he's the orchestrator of the action. How many people in here got Jesus as Lord? I'm going to teach you how to keep him as Lord. Because Satan will use circumstances and situations with the people who are the closest to you to be able to cause you to now respond to him rather than respond to them. Open up your heart and your head so that he can pour in thoughts and actions that are dead so that you can then become what it is that's in your heart. Because the Bible says that uh, 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 that um, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. I'm teaching real good right now. That's one of the reasons why it's going to be so important for you this year to learn how to forbear and forgive. To learn how to forbear and and forgive. Because we're going to, there's an open door also for many of us to return to the reality, not just a spoken answer, but the reality of having Jesus as our Lord. Because many of us claim Jesus is our Lord, but actually the circumstance and situation that Satan orchestrates is our Lord. It decides how far we can go. It decides whether or not we can be able to move into the things of God. Because unforgiveness can get can block you from being able to receive the tremendous things that God has in store for you. I'm teaching real good right now. I don't expect a lot of amens today, so y'all give me one more for one, one for the road. Amen. Amen. I take that one and I'll work with that one for the rest of the day. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Restoration is important of families and friends, but it requires forbearance and forgiveness. I mean, forgiveness is necessary and it's been going on all through the scriptures. 
Remember Esau and Jacob, two brothers? But yet Jacob jammed Esau badly twice, not once, twice. Once with some pottage and another time faking like he was him. Ripped off all his blessings. Are you listening to him? But at the same time, what he also ripped off, had opportunity to rip off, was his opportunity to be blessed the rest of the day of his life or to be able to walk in, in strife. But yet Esau forgave Jacob as jacked up as he was. That's over in Genesis chapter 33. You can see it. Joseph forgave his brothers. Remember the ones that sold him off into slavery? Threw him into a, a ditch because he was walking around wearing the, 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 the garment that God his, I mean, that, that his father had given him. But at the same time, his brothers became jealous and threw him off in a ditch, was going to kill him. Decided not to kill him and, threw him, and, and sold him into slavery. And because he was in slavery, he ended up in a far country, far away from his family and everything else. Separated from the ones that he loved. Separated from the land that he knew and understand. Separated from freedom and went into slavery. And then he was in slavery at one house and then ran into the situation where the woman lied on him and ended up having him thrown in jail. And I know while he was in there, the only person that he thought of was not her throwing him in jail. That this started because of my brothers jamming me. That if my brothers hadn't jammed me, this would have never happened. And then even in jail, ended up in jail for a long period of time. Although he helped other people out, they forgot all about him. And, and, and then, even then, when he finally got brought up and, 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 and everything, yeah, he was made the second in his kingdom. But yet at the same time, he's still separated from his family. But when he had opportunity to be able to see his family, when his family came unto him for help, not even recognizing who he was, he could have said off with their heads because he was in total control. But what did he do? He forgave them because this thing shows itself all through scripture. Moses forgave the Israelites over in, in, in Numbers chapter 12. David forgave Saul over in 1 Samuel chapter 24. Remember Saul was trying to kill him? He wasn't trying to make him discomfortable. He was trying to kill him. Had a whole army out chasing him. Now he's separated from his family. Now he on the run every day. He can't even have good sleep, good, good nights of, of sleep. But he have that running around with sleepless night and concerned all the time. Yes, he got a chance to develop a relationship with the Lord. That's absolutely awesome that we read about at all times. But at the same time, continuous pressure on him at all times. He got to walk around pretending like he's somebody he's not. He got to walk around hiding and stuff like that. He, he, he can't even do the things that he was supposed to do only because God anointed him and he was out doing what it is either he was doing to be able to save the kingdom of God, the uh, kingdom of Israel. And, and, but yet my man got jealous. But because of what he did, because of what he did to him, speaking of Saul did to David, David still did not respond to the circumstance and situation in allowing that to be Lord over him, but he allowed the Lord to still remain Lord over his life to the point that he would forgive Saul when he had a chance to take him out, he still forgave him. Look at that. E Jacob, or Esau, we see Joseph, we see Moses, we see David, or another way of looking at it, all these powerful people in, 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 in the uh, Bible, all these powerful people in, in the Bible had opportunity to be able to utilize forgiveness opportunity to utilize forgiveness. I'm looking at the powerful people of God right here. Amen. And this year, God is opening the door for you to, to have forgiveness. Everybody say forgiveness. forgiveness. Oh yeah, turn over to Ephesians chapter four. Let's see how all this stuff starts. Ephesians chapter four. God's calling you unto forgiveness. God's calling you unto forbearance. Because that, for many of you, will be the thing that blocks the door that God has opened for you to be able to step into the things that he has in store for you. Ephesians chapter four. 
course, Ephesians chapter 4 follows Ephesians chapter 1, 2, and 3, which in paraphrase, I mean, that's a deep revelation whether you know it or not. Because <laughs> a lot of times we look at these chapters and we separate it from the information previously. But in actuality, this was a letter that was written. And it's like another paragraph in a letter. And, and our separations many times cause us to believe that he's changing the subject or something else is going on. But no, basically chapter four is talking about as a result of all that had occurred in one, two, and three, and all that was talked about in one, two, and three, then this is what I'm saying to you. And in paraphrase, one, two, and three shows you the awesomeness of God in your life, the awesomeness of what it is that he did in your life, how it is that he had planned you before the foundations of the earth, how it is that he had ordained you before the foundations of the earth to walk and be strong and be this powerful person that he ordained you to be. And what he went through in order to make sure you get to be this person that he wanted you to be by causing you to be saved for by grace are ye saved through faith and that not of yourselves is the gift of of God, gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. He turned around and saved you, although that we had done wrong unto him and we had violated him, although we had sinned against him, but yet God still forgave us. And as a result of his forgiveness that was offered to us through his son, Jesus Christ, we now have opportunity to be able to step into the tremendous things that God has in store for us. So then chapter four begins to tell you about the awesome things that you ought to do as a result of that. Let's look at the very first thing he starts talking about. Verse one, I therefore the prisoner of the Lord, that word prisoner means bond slave or slave by decision that I've hooked up with you by decision. And because I've hooked up with you by decision, uh, uh, this is what I'm going to do. He says, I beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called, which means that you ought to walk work. Since I did this for you, then you ought to demonstrate the worthiness or what the worth of what it is that I've done for you. You ought to demonstrate this in the midst of your life. Walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called with all lowliness and meekness, with long suffering, forbearing one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. Look at what a, to, our, our, our aim is. To endeavor to keep unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. That God wants us to become united with him and endeavor to do everything necessary to remain united with him. But yet it doesn't stop with him. But it includes everything and everybody that we deal with in relationship to the people that God placed in our lives also. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the word of God had to say. Brothers and sisters, I hope that you're learning that God really has opened doors of opportunity for you and me. Doors that he opened so that we can walk through into everything that he has in store for you and me. Open doors that we can choose to walk through or not. It's our choice. That's why I hope that you learn to walk through the doors that God opens for us. So that we can receive and achieve everything that God wants experienced and enjoyed by us. If you want to hear this message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christmas 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio surrounding areas, come on by and see us. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6.45, Saturday afternoons at 4.30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. We invite all the sisters in San Antonio to come out to our Blessed Women of God Breakfast Fellowship this Saturday morning. It's an all-you-can-eat breakfast at the Brothers from Word of Faith. Prepare for the Sisters of Word of Faith. That's the best breakfast in town. 
as one of my sisters that they don't want to turn down. Then after we feed you naturally, we're going to feed you spiritually too. With a powerful word from God, straight from heaven, just for the sisters. That's including you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 9.30 a.m. sharp and it ends at 12 noon. Don't be late as if you want to play. Child care is provided at no charge. Need a ride? VIP transportation service is available for this too. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. Don't miss this awesome opportunity to allow the brothers a word of faith to treat you like the queens you are. By preparing for you and serving you a breakfast fit for the royalty you are. So come on through and bring a couple sisters with you when you do. You'll be so glad you did, and they will too. So come on through and let the brothers a word of faith be a blessing to you at the Blessed Women of God Breakfast Fellowship this Saturday morning at Word of Faith SA. We at Word of Faith SA are also having a special service this Sunday that we call Each One Bring One. It's where everybody in the church brings at least one person to church with them to experience and enjoy the service at Word of Faith SA. I think everybody ought to experience a service at Word of Faith SA at least once. It's an experience that I don't think that anybody in SA should miss. There'll be a special reception that follows each service in honor of your coming where we're going to bless you naturally after blessing you spiritually. There'll be a cornucopia of culinary delights for your gastronomic enjoyment. That means that there's going to be a lot of food all over the place for you, our guests, to eat. So, I invite everybody in our listening audience to be my one at the Each One Bring One this Sunday at either the 8 or 11 o'clock service. Come on through and let us at Word of Faith be a blessing to you. And make sure that you introduce yourself to me after the service or at the reception and tell me that you're my one at the Each One Bring One. I'll be honored to meet you and to greet you. So please, please, please come on through. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow.